Hey, welcome to Skeptic Hangout, the place where we sit back, relax, and chit-chat about intriguing and sometimes controversial topics through the lens of skepticism. We are Josh, Richard, and last-minute guest host Nate. Today, we're going to talk about things that make action movies pop. So throw back some tea, maple syrup, or beer as we talk guns. are something I've only really started thinking about in any kind of controversial skepticism kind of way in like maybe the last five years because I as shown in that uh, intro I love the fuck out of action movies and that's where I saw guns it's like a thing of heroism you protect your family you protect your country you protect uh people against Gary Busey and like that's all that I thought about guns and then uh I'm realizing in the past five years Maybe I was a little bit of an ignoramus on the subject. There's a lot of horrible things happening with guns. And uh, we have a guest here, Nate, who comes from a country with way less gun violence. But Nate knows a thing or two about fucking guns. Yeah, folks folks don't realize it, but uh, Canada is actually consistently ranked in the top 10 of per capita gun ownership uh, in the world. We have a lot of guns. Uh, so I think uh, I think the United States comes in at like a hundred guns per person, or, or some ridiculous amount like that. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah. I was letting okay, you go. Okay, you seem to be okay. saying something interesting. I didn't yeah, want to it, interrupt you. <laughs> no, okay, now. just checking. Um, and and Canada is like I think the United States is like ten guns, somewhere around ten, but Canada's around six. So it goes like the United States is like way out in front by like an order of magnitude and then you've got like switzerland canada croatia and you've got some other europeans mixed in there so canada is uh, is definitely a a, a gun loving country we just we just have a very different gun culture than the united states does it, it is way different up here and is it, and it is it just like uh beanbag guns that you guys have because i see you as a little bit of a, a non-violent type of people so like beanbag guns, something fun, squirt guns i see squirt guns coming out of canada left and right have you ever heard the story of leo major no it's not something that's come up leo leo major was a canadian soldier during world war ii who single-handedly liberated a dutch town um with one eye and a broken back okay so that's pretty badass it oh dude Check that out. If you've never seen that story, there's a really good infographics um, show on, on him. He is like the most decorated Canadian soldier. But anyways, so I was in the army and uh, I, I have traveled a bit and Canadians actually have a pretty fierce reputation for um, for military prowess uh, around the world. But we are polite and we are kind. Just don't fuck with us because we'll come out swinging. Uh, but yeah, I think, the, I think that's where we get the misconception. Like you guys are like, we're all a-holes down here. 
they might be nice over where Richard's at. I'm not sure. I haven't, I don't know the culture, but we, we're like really gung ho about our guns. And it's actually like, it's more like part of our identity, not mine. I've never actually fired a gun, but it's like part of a lot of Americans identities that uh, they own guns. They're proud about their guns. They wear shirts talking about their guns. They have tattoos by their crotch talking about their guns. Everything is just loaded and ready to go. They bring their guns into Burger King. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's, well, it's yeah the, I think that's probably where the problem lies. I've I'm kind of on, on the same him she as him she. I don't know why I said that as, as Nate with this with the uh, that I'm not particularly against guns. I've 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 fired guns, uh, and I I don't mind guns. There's nothing wrong with guns. But then again, I come from a country where people don't tend to walk into schools and blow the shit out of people with guns. We've got really, really strict gun laws, and gun ownership is very low here. But we, for those who do have guns, it, it, there's a lot of a hard process. And I gather it's the same in Canada as well. It's a hard process to go through to actually get and own one around licensing and all that kind of stuff. They've got to be securely locked away. Only the person who's licensed to get the gun can actually use the gun. Uh, you can't just willy-nilly go out shooting shit and pass it on to your friend and, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, that you can uh, do here. <laughs> yeah, but at the, same, at the same time, you can't just walk into a store and buy a, a military-grade uh, gun and just, you know, on, on a whim because you're 18 years old. And, oh. and you know, I think that's... Uh, I think it is the culture which is the important kind of ingredient as to why things are going wrong in the US. Josh, you're looking thoughtful. That's just how I always look. I'm very intellectual. You should know this by now. But uh, (laughs) gun culture over here, yeah, definitely a problem. The the thing is, we have these laws, but we have also have people in uh, government that are trying to make the laws go away as easy as possible. Like they don't, we want apparently to have people that are 18 years old, get their guns legally, which even, even after we've had mass shootings under those exact situations where it was a guy just turned 18 legally bought a gun and starts killing people. There are still people defending that. Cause they're like, you don't want to take uh guns away from law-abiding citizens but we take alcohol away from 18 year olds why the hell can't we take guns away your brain uh, i'm still stupid but i was extra stupid when i was 18 you need people with a little bit better impulse control getting their guns i don't understand this mindset of giving guns more rights than we give actual people in this country it's insane and there's like a the lob they lobby for the most ridiculous laws like uh you can't track down a gun's uh, uh, ser- serial number through the database be- uh, electronically because the NRA has basically lobbied for rights for people not to have their guns stored, information stored digitally. So, like, they're going through, like, an archaic system. We're in 2022 right now, and we're going through an archaic system where people have to look for these guns' serial numbers through pictures, and they're, like, almost analog going through this and that slows down they they say they're about law and order that slows down law and order uh getting to the people that have done incorrect or illegal shooting with their guns it's ridiculous the kind of uh the kind of laws that we're doing to protect guns instead of protecting people yeah i i definitely think that the issue is with the vetting process 
down there. Uh, like kind of, Richard kind of alluded to it earlier with with the process for getting, owning, storing, transporting, firing a firearm. But uh, <clears throat> up here in Canada, you've you've got to jump through a lot of hoops to get a gun license. Uh, and if you want to own something like uh, a handgun or a, a gas-operated semi-automatic rifle, there's even more hoops that you have to jump through. Uh, there's different classes of firearm here. So you can qualify for, you know, say your, your hunting rifle, shotgun, general use sort of firearms. But if you want anything uh, handgunny, tactically, military, scary looking, you know, scares liberals kind of thing, and, and of which I am one, but, you know, I'm, I'm a gun owning liberal. So, you know, I'm a little different. You've learned to but, face that fear. Uh, yes, I have. Well, there, there's a favorite meme of mine that says uh, liberal liberals own guns too. We just don't masturbate about it in public, and and I, I love that meme. It is it's so accurate because I I don't feel the need to keep one in my vehicle, even though I could legally. Um, but anyway, so like here in Canada, you've got to pass uh, knowledge tests. You've got to pass safe handling tests. You have to pass a background check. They contact your last three exes and interview them. You need to provide references before they will give you a gun license. And even then you need to renew it every five years and go back and show it. There are, you, you need to know the storage laws. Um, you need to practice them because if you have a gun license, any cop anywhere can literally pull you over and inspect your vehicle. You're basically forfeiting some of your freedom for that privilege. And that I think is the big difference between American and Canadian gun, gun culture is that in Canada, it's a privilege. It's not a right. It's something you earn. And that's the way I think that it should be. Yeah. yeah. I, I can, the thing I can never see happening now that I I'm hearing what your laws are, I could never see Americans giving up the right to refuse search if there's no probable cause, but owning a gun kind of seems like it should be probable cause because uh, they, they like to make the, the analogy like cars are dangerous. Why don't we regulate those guns aren't are made for one purpose and that's destroying or killing things. It's not like you're riding your gun into work today. So that like that whole analogy <laughs> of uh, uh, your car kills people. Why don't they regulate? Why are we still driving thing is stupid. So yeah, you're it's giving up. Yeah. So you're, you're definitely giving up some rights to have the gun, but, it, it under those laws you're but uh i'm all for that i don't think there's anything wrong with uh having people look into people that have killing machines on them and i'm again i'm i don't think any of us are no gun kind of people i mean, i don't own one but i'm all for people owning guns responsibly that's why i don't own one because i've shot myself in the nose with a bb gun and that's like i'm not responsible enough with a bb gun i'm not going to be responsible enough with that kind of thing but people that actually are I have no problem with them owning. The problem is like you can get a gun fucking anywhere. Like even even those laws where they make you wait a few weeks, you can uh, circumvent it by going to a gun show and buying it right there. Nobody's going to make you wait a few weeks at a gun show. And I hope people already knew that. And I'm not like giving some people some, oh, I can go get a gun right now at a gun show because I'm really pissed off. So if, if you know anybody that's a little suspect, don't share this episode. Everybody else share this episode. But uh it's definitely problematic that we have these loopholes that they're getting around and nobody in government seems to be closing down on these. I was going to ask for just for the benefit of the rest of the world. And um, what, what, how easy is it to get a gun? 
does it vary by state by state? And is it it's a kind of stereotype that we have in America if you can just literally walk in as all you're walking into a, a, a Walmart and buying your groceries? Is it is that easy? Well, I have, like I said, I haven't bought a gun myself, but I've, I've watched some things about it. Like a Klepper has, who's on a daily show has done some specials about it. And he, he got one relatively quickly just as an experiment. Uh, but it is very state by state. I think it's a little bit harder to get a gun in a blue state than it is a red state. Red state, like you pop out your mom's vagina and they're already handing you a gun. Blue state, <laughs> you might have to wait a couple of weeks on. But uh, I, I don't have the law state by state, but it definitely is a state by state thing when I think it should be maybe uh, uh, just a national fucking law. I don't understand why people get to be safe in some uh, states and they don't get to be safe in other states. Welcome to Texas. Here's your AR. Yeah, that's one of the wah, ones I was thinking. Wah. Okay, so in, in Canada, it's a bit different. But again, we have a previously heavily vetted group of people who have gun licenses. So I could go into a gun shop and buy a gun today and walk out with it today. There would be no problem with it. If I had a restricted license, I could walk in there. I think it's a seven days for the processing because they actually have to send it off. Uh, because all registered firearms are tracked and kept track of by the government. Um, so there is a wait for that, but it's usually not very long at all. You guys keep track um, of them digitally, unlike us. Yes, it is. It, it is. Sense. It is digitally. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, we're we're not going through the Dewey Decimal System at the local library looking for. Let's see. This one's CF one zero zero one two CF one zero zero one three. No, no, we're 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 all digital. But yeah, as far as like. A hunting rifle, a shotgun, even uh, a lot of semi-automatic rifles. You can certainly. I could. I could walk into a gun store tomorrow and buy one, if if I had the money. But I'd I'd get in a lot of trouble if I buy any more guns. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, what do you generally use your guns for? Like, is there a reason why you need that as many guns as you have? Um, if I can ask. You absolutely can. That's not a problem. Uh, For one, I'm a bit of a history nerd, so I have a thing for old-timey guns. I like like the Old West style, um, like the the lever actions and uh, the double barrel, the over-under shotguns, the revolvers. Uh, I'm not super into like the black rifle, you know assault ref and you know I I'm I'm a gravy seal kind of thing. Again, I was in the army and I don't. I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't think civilians have any need for that or should be able to even get their hands on shit like that. Um, So there is that. And also I hunt. I like to hunt. I like um, wild meat. And I also don't like the way that animals raised for slaughter are treated. So for me, hunting is a more ethical way to get my meat. And all that actually sounds pretty fucking reasonable. I see people walking around like uh, they're in a video game and they're loading themselves up with as many weapons as they could possibly fit on them with no tactical way of getting it off of them without like, well, honestly, they don't look like they're in the kind of shape most of the time to tactically get anything off of them. So it looks like it'd be a struggle. It's just like, see how many guns I bought. Witness me kind of thing. And and it's like, it's a status symbol. I, I don't understand. I would not feel at the least bit comfortable. And I'm glad I live in California where I don't think this could happen, but I've seen it online where like people are walking through target and they got like AR 15s on them. Oh, or something. So ridiculous. That's, 
that would terrify the hell out of me. I'd leave the hell out of the store if I saw somebody walking around with it because there's no reason why you would ever need that in a fucking target. Maybe maybe like a concealed carry, a small tiny gun that like isn't like out there as a threat because just seeing a gun to me, and maybe this is my liberal leftist bullshit coming in, just seeing somebody with a gun who does not look like they were trained in it makes me the hell uncomfortable. As it should. As it should. Now, Richard, correct me if I'm wrong, but the police in Britain don't carry um, firearms anymore, like general beat cops wait, wait, kind of wait. thing? General, generally, no. Uh, they tend to carry, I don't know the exact spray that they carry, but some kind of disabilitating spray with them. Uh, or, or tasers uh, is one that quite a lot of, I think, generally they're trained to use uh we do have firearms officers we do see them occasionally especially in i live in a, a shopping centers aren't really a, a thing in britain they're not like in every city i live in a city which had one of the first shopping centers in britain in uh the big shopping centers and you do see police in there with firearms uh oh, just because the the terrorist kind of hot spots right uh, uh i mean yeah, i don't know if you've seen the film four lions which is kind of a it's a, it's a comedy film uh and it's based in the city i live and it's about four muslim guys who are who, who doing like going to do terrorism and they're planning on on committing a terrorist act and uh one of those actually works in the film in the shopping center uh, so it's kind of the the like renowned for as as terrorist hotspots, but generally you don't see them. City centres with big events on, you might see a couple, but the the like they stand out because it's not the norm. So right. it's it's more unarmed officers than you're getting. Yeah, like, well, yeah. not unarmed, but ungunned officers than you're yeah, seeing. Yeah, they don't the they don't carry firearms with them. Yeah, like say tasers, they carry tasers and 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 spray. That's so weird to me. Like, cause even even as a Canadian, because all all our police officers are armed, and you can get a, a license to to carry a firearm openly, but it is incredibly difficult unless you have a job that require, like, unless you're like a brink security person or like you know a, a bodyguard for the prime minister or something like that. You are not getting an open carry or a concealed carry permit. There is just there is no way. It is unheard of. You can have a firearm in your vehicle as long as it's not in plain view and it's secured and it's locked when it's not in your direct possession. Um, but there's no way you're getting an open or concealed carry. Like like in the United States, it's it's it, that baffles me that people can just walk into a fucking Target with a with a gun on their hip. Like why? Well, that's going to be state by state. Like I said, I don't think that can happen in in uh, California. But uh, it's it, everybody has this fantasy that they're going to be the next Martin Riggs or something, and you're not. The, the, there's been statistics that like almost uh, like maybe like three percent of shootings, mass shootings, are stopped by a vigilante or or a good guy with the gun. The good guy with the gun myth. Is just that it's a myth. The few times that it happens, it's almost like an accident. Most people are 
well, gun culture shows that you're more likely to accidentally shoot one of your family or like a friend on accident than you are ever to be that hero that you're fantasizing about being. Like gun gun scenarios do not work out like they do in the movies. There's that good guy with the gun thing is preposterous. You even seen with the Uvalde shooting, uh, which was fairly recently, we couldn't even count on good guy cops with a gun to stop anything there. It, like even trained people are not uh, going under fire when uh, we need to, to be the good guy with the gun. The idea of some untrained person, which I honestly think our police officers need a little bit more training than what they do get from what I've heard, but that's a whole other topic there. But a completely untrained person trying to be the hero is ridiculous. Well, well it's, it's a stance generally on, on in the US with for for the kind of liberal people. Are they against guns or are they more for gun restrictions i'd say most are for uh gun restrictions but i've definitely seen some people that are 100 percent. let's get rid of guns like even down even down to shotguns like i'm not gonna name the podcast because i don't want the two listeners on this to go and and against their uh listener base on facebook but i've heard one of the one of the hosts on a podcast that i listened to say say that he would get rid of all guns there's no reason for guns so there definitely are it's different it's on a spectrum for everybody i i don't consider myself uh knowledgeable enough to say getting rid of all the guns is the solution but i definitely do think there needs to be some kind of change we can't just come we can't just go and do thoughts and prayers and pretend that mass shootings are going to stop or just saying this idea would never work and then uh never do anything about it because that seems to be where we're at the standstill now in america is a shooting happens everybody says something needs to happen uh the other side says all the solutions that we have won't work so we settle for doing jack shit and doing jack shit is worse than doing a bad idea like gun restrictions I, I, they say that that's going to put uh all the guns in uh, the hands of the bad guys but because we have less gun restrictions, that makes more reason for the guns to be manufactured in the first place so that they can get in their hands. Gun restrictions would slowly taper off the ease of guns in the hands that we don't want them in. It's not going to be an end-all solution to it, but I do think that uh, gun restrictions are going to help uh, bring about less mass shootings. And we've seen it in other countries that uh, gun restrictions have worked. I think Australia even did like a buyback thing for guns. Yeah. And that helped a lot. We, yeah. we had a school shooting in Britain. I can't remember the exact year. I think it was around 1988-ish, give, give or take. You can't remember uh, the exact year. We do can't remember the exact month here. It was, <laughs> or day in the US. <laughs> and uh, we... Uh, we we had a school shooting and then we restricted our gun laws and we've had no school shooting since. So the argument that it, it would kind of put more weapons in the hands of, of the bad guys, I, it just doesn't really wash with me. Well, we, we have people like uh, Lauren Bobert who, so I think it was in Sweden, there was the first gun mass shooting in like, 30 fucking years and she's she sees that one mass shooting she's like see these gun restrictions do nothing it's like no we're doing it every single week they're doing it once in like 20 30 years i can't remember the exact timeline but it was a way longer timeline i i like 
I, I think and this is going to sound bad from me coming from an action podcast, but I think everybody has like a fetishism of they're going to be the next Arnold or, or Stallone in real life. And that somehow become the American dream. And they don't want to, they don't want to push against that because of the, the hero narrative is what uh, is driving so many of the, the people on the right is they want to see themselves as the badass heroes. That's why we got the, fuck your feelings crowds because they want to be the tough guy that doesn't give a shit and just like able to handle anything and it's toxic it's it's definitely like it's i know women shoot guns too and i don't want to sound like it's all toxic masculinity which is leading to this but a lot of it is toxic masculinity that is leading to this gun culture well about legal uh nah, this is aimed more at you i guess but uh josh feel free to jump in oh I will. if you're hunting which I know you're doing. I know you're a fan of. I've seen photos on Facebook when you've you've been out doing it and enjoying it and and whatnot. Um, what what are the are there restrictions on where you can do it? How, you know how you go about doing it. That kind because of, I, I have a vision of Canada being Canada being like the US, where you can go into like millions of ma- ma- square miles of just open land and not encounter anybody. We that's not like this in Britain. If you if you go out hunting in Britain, it's got to be on certain land that you can do it on because otherwise you're likely just to blow some somebody's head off. Because we're that small, it's that small. You encounter people all the time, even in the middle of the wilderness. Sometimes oh, yeah. our vice presidents do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we don't talk about Dick Cheney on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. There is the hunting in Canada is heavily regulated. There are hunting seasons for different animals uh, based on their breeding habits and their mating cycles. So uh, when they're, you know, in the spring, you don't shoot. Um, the generally hunting season is in late fall, uh, right before winter. Um, basically, there's a tag system and it's a lottery system. So you'll apply. Uh, the conservation officers will determine the population of the various wildlife in your area and they will determine what sort of what kind of a hit that it can take and then they will issue tags based on a lottery system basically it's it's kind of first come first serve kind of lottery it's it's kind of messy it's not super great but like if you want a a tag to shoot deer you're not gonna have a problem if you want to take a moose Uh, you're going to have to get in early. If you want to tag for, say, a grizzly bear, good fucking luck. You you might get one every five years because they're endangered species. Um, There's also laws here for what you use to hunt. So, for example, like you couldn't go and hunt a moose with a small caliber rifle because it's unethical, wrong, and cruel. You have to use a caliber that is big enough to drop the animal conceivably in one shot. Most hunters that I know go one step above. They they'll they they won't use like I know I know you aren't gun guys, but like they won't use a thirty thirty on a moose, even though you, you wouldn't get charged for doing it, but it's not really ethical because a thirty thirty isn't gonna drop a moose. They're gonna use a larger caliber. They're gonna use something that will actually limit the suffering of the animal. And again, that's that's the difference I think between the gun cultures here and down south is that here it's it's like a privilege and you feel like you're part of a club and you feel like you need to do it the right way um and and that factors into to these decisions like you you're going to use something that is 
ethical. No one here uses these uh, like AR-15s with the 5.56 NATO round because they suck for hunting. That caliber bullet is not designed for hunting. In fact, they're designed to tumble. They're designed to wound, right? Because if you can wound a soldier on the enemy, on the battlefield, it takes two soldiers to carry him off the battlefield. So in effect, you've taken three people off the playing field. So that's why you don't see... Um, you know, bigger rounds like 308s or, or 4570 or, or these big hunting rounds, you don't see those in military applications. You see, you see these smaller rounds, which are more designed to wound, uh, you know, unless it's like a 50 cal Barrett sniper rifle living, living the dream of every American south of the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> uh, I just learned something new because I did not know that about uh, wire guns were the ammo sizes they were. That's uh, the. Cool trivia, cool to know. I'll probably still never fire one of those fucking guns, but it's definitely an interesting factoid. Uh, Come up to Canada, Josh. I'll take you out. Wait, with the gun or did I say something <laughs> offensive? Did you mean take him out? <laughs> no, I meant like on a date. Oh, you oh, meant for shooting. Oh. oh, yeah, for shooting. Right. Yeah, that too. That too. No, I thought, oh, whatever. Dumb, dumb joke. Uh, <laughs> I think we have the same kind of like, well, not the same. I'm sure it's something different, but I do think we have like seasons for hunting and shit like that. Like we, we, they always try to uh, rationalize it with like, you're going to, you got to get the certain population of some kind of animal. So it's not fucking itself to death or like starving to death from, I think fucking itself to death would be okay. Fucking itself into starvation would be the bad thing. But uh we got rules for that, but then uh, uh, I don't know if we have like any kind of any kind of rule rules and regula- regulations on the rounds. Because I've actually heard some people talk about. I use my a- AR fifteen for hunting, so that's why I was surprised to hear you say that it's used for a tactical reason in uh, war. No, the <laughs> five five six rounds suck for hunting. They are not a good hunting round. They're they're just I have never met anyone ever period up here that uses a, uses a five, five, six for hunting. It's just, it's not done. It's not good. It's like the, the, the higher calibers uh, because of the ballistic trajectory, they're just better for the average shooter to actually hit what you're shooting at because it flies straighter for longer, right? Before it starts to drop off. So for the average shooter, it's much better to have these bigger calibers. It just no one hunts with no one who's serious about it hunts with those things. It's just, I, I think it's just something that like somebody gets called out on it and they're like, yeah, I use use this for hunting. And like I've seen it on Twitter and everybody's always like calling them out like that's fucking bullshit. But I didn't actually have the reason why. It just to me, it seemed like too much gun. This is definitely like a human killing machine kind of thing. And now I know there's actual tactical reasons behind it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, there is. Uh, there's so many reasons not to use a, a five-five-six when you're hunting. Again, like a, another one I haven't mentioned yet is that if you just wound the thing, it runs away. Then you have to try to find it in the bush, right? <laughs> like you want you want to drop that thing the first time, yeah, and, and you and you uh, and ideally, unless unless you're a sadistic, cruel motherfucker, you you want it to drop and be dead. That's why you you don't. Hunters don't aim for the head. They aim for the heart. They, they, they want that thing to, to bleed out within a matter of seconds. That almost sounded beautiful right there. They don't aim for the head. They aim for the heart. 
<laughs> right, because we can't. Well, because that's like the whole thing is that like, uh, don't get me started on trophy hunting because we'll be here all night. But people who hunt for sport should be they they, they should get dropped in a pit like like Daniel in the pit of the lions with a, with a Bowie knife and <laughs> be like, here you go, here you go, badass. Go hunt a grizzly bear with a Bowie knife. Yeah, I then you can we, tell me you're a badass. I think we could all agree on that. Although, uh, I honestly do want to see somebody try and hunt one with a Bowie knife. That might be pretty fucking badass. I think he'd lose, and I, that's why I'm okay for it. I'm going to be rooting for the bear. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I that definitely is a part I didn't even think about when we got on the subject is trophy hunting. Like, there's no reason why you'd ever need to kill a lion. I'm pretty sure I've heard they taste awful. Like you don't want the muscular type animal. So the only reason why people are killing them is so that they can say I killed a lion, which honestly, you have a gun in your hand. Usually they're like on vehicles or something. I'm yeah. not impressed that you overtook a lion from a long range. I there's I don't understand what's some great trophy about killing an animal when you can do it from like 30 yards away. It's disgusting. And they're almost always like endangered animals or, or exotic animals from some far off place. It's just, it is absolutely revolting. It makes me sick. It really does. If, if you enjoy the act of killing, like you're, you're a goddamn psychopath. We, we sort of touched on this earlier about, you know, wanting to be that, that badass guy and the Uvalde cops not wanting to go, um, into the, into the, uh, into the school. And, and let me tell you, with someone who is in the army, anybody who tells you that they've been in a firefight and they weren't scared shitless, they're fucking lying. They're lying about either not being scared or having been in a firefight because it is fucking terrifying, right? Like, I can, I, I don't get that mentality. Like, it is, it is so totally the mentality of someone who's never lived that experience. No, it's the movie experience. It, it is. It's yeah. it's American exceptionalism on display. It's like, oh, I I want to go in there like it's the Wild West and <laughs> fastest gun in the West shit. And I, I love those movies. Don't get me wrong, but they're not what I expect out of real life. It like in real life, and this is one of the reasons why I could I would never be brave enough to join the army. Is uh, I don't think I could ever uh, kill kill somebody even in self defense. The idea that of taking a life just like sounds horrible to me and i i don't think i'd i honestly i don't think that the chances of me actually killing somebody are low because i'd be too scared and i'd freeze the fuck up i think it like nothing about being in a firefight sounds exciting to me i love seeing it in movies i love seeing chow young fat two guns in his hands like a fucking god jumping through a room but i don't <laughs> equate that with reality for one thing just because you're jumping to the side does not mean that people can't shoot your five foot something body really fucking easily and like everything we see in the movies is just glamorized to make guns look cool when everybody then i think our i don't think britain needs it i don't think canada needs it but in america we need like a a a warning in front of all of our movies that this is a fantasy film don't be an idiot that you can't do this do you Arnold already has guns before he starts holding his guns. You are not this guy. We just need that in front of every single movie. And if ever, and like have somebody sitting in front of the audience, if somebody's like shaking their head, no, the usher has to come in and slap him in the face. That that's what we need in front of every movie. So people understand that that is not reality. 
I feel like a little microcosm of this is is Americans' tendency to clap during movies. That's that's one thing I noticed. I've been to the United States many many times. Been all over the states, and y'all clap during films. Yeah. No one else on the planet does that. <laughs> Is that true, would Richard? be a huge faux pas anywhere else on the planet, but y'all are just like, okay, I, I need clarification now. Do, do you mean at the the end of the film when everyone's happy that the film like as a as a show of appreciation, or do you mean actually during <laughs> during the, the movie? Okay, so I watched the movie um, Collateral. It's Tom Cruise and Jamie Fox. I don't know if you've seen it. He plays a hitman. Uh, there's this one scene where he's accosted by these street toughs. And and um, and of course, Tom Cruise just drops them with three instant headshots and a chest shot. And he's like, pew, 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 and the crowd erupted in in applause. <laughs> middle of the film, I'm like, you're giving Josh's secrets away now. <laughs> no, because I, I know a hundred percent of the time it happens at the end of the movie. I'm like, this this wasn't theater. Like, there's the actors can't hear you, yeah. so it's a little bit weird. I don't see it happen all the time in the middle of the movie but it does happen it does that happen with you richard i know we're going off topic of the guns but i think this needs to be settled right now does this happen over there too uh no <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, People I guess, don't tend to applaud german movies though i guess it's again americans uh can't see the unique? break from reality i can I'm, I'm one of the few the proud the not marines so that i understand that uh that's not reality that we're seeing even when it says based on a true story for the movie that's not the reality of what happened it's always so much bullshit so you can't even trust that but people see that like some hero did this that's gonna be me and i i think maybe that might be a part of the problem is because the movie studios are selling this as reality sometimes and so so many times when it's based on a true story it's based off of like oh, this gives me an idea for a story, something that they read about, and then they just go off and do their own thing. Do you think that desensitization is a part of it? Because I'm. this is something that I've often struggled with because other countries have violent films too. They've got horror and they've got gore and they've got action. But Americans seem to me, um, from my experience, to be desensitized to... To, to seeing guns like no other country. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, when I was in the Army, we went down to Fort Knox for a training exercise. Uh, it, was, it was great exercise. Fort Knox is really cool. It's like a j- compound. And, and I'm a big James Bond fan, so I was like, hey, it's Goldfinger. Hey, it's the building from Goldfinger. Anyway, so, so we're driving back to Canada, and we decide to stop for a meal. And because we were in a rush, usually we would leave one person on on the bus, leave our firearms, our weapons on the bus, and sort of do it in shifts, but we were in a hurry. So we all walked in to a Burger King in the south. Everybody there is strapped with, like, uh, M249s, M16s, ev- in army uniforms. Everyone walks in with their, with their rifles slung and whatnot. And those people literally did not, like give a shit like they just they just kind of glanced over oh okay you did that in canada you like you would have people running out the door you would you would have people extremely uncomfortable with that site but but down in the south man they just they did not give a shit and that was like so baffling to me 
that that we could just do that and and no one bats an eye. See, there were I, probably I, a couple of gravy seals in there better armed than we were. I'll, I'll say this: I don't think, for the most part, like movies and horror movies and stuff promote like violent behavior but they definitely do glamorize it to the point where in the culture it is a little bit desensitized but i don't think like everybody that watches uh first blood or first blood part two or rambo three or rambo or rambo last blood is going to go and shoot somebody up but i do think that they might see like a hero in that and they might buy into the culture and they definitely get desensitized with like they attach it to their identity. They attach it to their patriotism. That's why so many of the white nationalists uh, that are like act like they're patriotic, but they just really love their fucking guns and really love white people uh, attach their identities <laughs> to these fucking guns. And I do think a negative happens. I'm not going to say like they're necessarily all going to go shooting, but they're definitely embracing the guns and bringing the gun culture out with them. So they're as much as I hate to say it, there are probably some negatives in the action movies like i've already mentioned in other things that at least the propaganda and stuff like that which is where they're getting the heroism aspect of in the first place uh we're getting to the end of this episode is does anybody have any last thoughts on uh, on this topic uh, yeah uh guns aren't bad uh cultures are uh and i, th- I think that's for, for me that's that's something that needs to be highlighted because I'm not one of these, you know, ban all guns people. Guns are terrible. Guns are this, that, and the other. Guns have the place and uh, properly regulated. There's nothing wrong with them. And and I think for me, every every kind of discussion I have with people on on the internet, people who are pro gun ownership, usually in the US, uh, falls around this same thing. That you know, it's it's about it's not about limiting someone's freedom. It's about making people safe, and regulation can do that without limiting your ability to own a gun. If you're safe and responsible, no problem with owning a gun. And if if you're safe and responsible, you should be willing to go out and go through those processes, which the likes of Nate do, the likes of people in my country who want to own guns have to do to do that and and that's not going to limit your freedom if if you if you're responsible and you can do that you can still own a gun nate anything else from you yeah absolutely uh i so guns for me are the great equalizer they are something that advances us beyond the sticks and stones um you know biggest man in the room gets his way sort of culture uh, because someone with a gun forces you to hear their point of view, sort of um, take them seriously, right? Like a, a five foot six, you know, 110 pound woman can't possibly compete against a six foot two attacker, right? And this is what guns do is they, they equalize the playing field so that we all kind of have to listen to each other on a street marker level and on a geopolitical level, right, when it comes to military power. So they are not bad. In fact, they are a good thing, and, and they are a force for – they can be a force for, for positive change. Uh, as the one person here who has never fired a gun, I don't think I'm going to add anything else to it. I think uh, you summed it up pretty damn well. Uh, Richard, I can't remember how the sign-off goes because I just say the last part.
Keep questioning. Interrogate your beliefs. And stay skeptical. Thanks for having me, guys.